Forgotten anybody? I don't know. Forgotten Billy Preston. Welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris, and I just want to say that George Harrison, we certainly did not forget Billy Preston, <laughs> because he <laughs> is going to be the subject of another installment of our series called Apple Scruffs, and we're excited to talk about Billy. Yeah, Billy with his gig- or gargantuan afro. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> at, at times. Yeah. His big, 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 big smile. Yes, he did. And if you way, way, way back in our catalog of uh, episodes, we did a fifth Beatle episode there. And I think Billy Preston was mentioned because of his work with the group on uh, Get Back and during the Abbey Road and Let It Be sessions. But uh, we didn't talk about him really as a solo artist. And the fact that his first really kind of famous albums were on Apple Records and He'd known the Beatles a long time. They met back with Little Richard back in the early 60s and always had a mutual respect for one another. And so it's not surprising that George would kind of take him under his wing and sign him to Apple. So you've got these two albums that we're going to talk about today and uh, talk about Billy as a solo artist at this time. Yeah, uh, uh, he uh, obviously... uh widely known for uh, being a, a piano organ player. Uh, also, turns out he has pretty good voice. Yeah. Uh, also, turns out he's uh, extremely uh, religious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very. <laughs> very religious and very uh, uh, happy to uh, perform and write songs about uh, the Lord. Yes, lots <laughs> of stuff about the Lord. Yeah, so you're going to hear about the Lord today. Yes. And you know, it, it, if you think back to our other Apple Scruffs episodes, we've done two on artists that also are kind of were recorded at the same time, and to me, really relate uh, very well. And that would be Doris Troy, who makes an appearance on these albums and co-wrote uh, some songs with Billy, and then mm-hmm. Jackie Lomax, uh, same kind of sound there. That guy. <laughs> that guy. Because, <laughs> uh, like, think about it at this time. This was late, so 69 and 1970 here. And, yeah. like, this, the whole idea of, of soul and gospel and blues all fusing together was really a big part of what was happening with with the Beatles material, especially with George, with My Sweet Lord, All Things Must Pass, and then, uh, which he had to been influenced by these other people that he'd been working with so what do you think of in terms of like where billy fits in with doris troy and lomax and that whole sound well I, it's i mean we're gonna see a lot of similarities with the uh, like horn sections and a lot of background vocalists and a lot of uh, stuff that's it really it's gospel yeah and i it's like sort of surprising you don't really realize at first glance how much gospel music was Seriously. a part of Apple Records is like a he- heavy part of it. So yeah, um, all these albums. This these two uh, are probably I'd put a notch above uh, those other ones, but we'll 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 talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that right now. So our first one was <laughs> called "That's the Way God Planned It," and it was recorded. In late '68 through 1969, released in uh, the UK in August of '69, and in the in September in the US. Uh, and the title song you may know already if you've watched the concert for Bangladesh. Uh, it's we're going to talk about the song a little more, but it steals the show. That's where a lot of people really saw Billy Preston for the first time. Uh, was in that that crowd. Just, he just stole the whole show from that. Uh, performance there but as you said there's a lot more on this album and so what we thought we'd do is take you through the tracks and then we'll uh, pick some of our favorites kind of give you a sampler of uh, the best songs we think uh, would represent Billy's music yeah there's several uh, uh, on both of these albums that I would uh, deem uh, forgettable yes 
sort of they sort of wash into one another, and sort of both albums, if you're listening to them back to back, aren't that dissimilar. I was having a hard time this week when I would listen to them back to back, remembering which song was on which album and which album I was listening to, because they really do all sound the same. And part of it, you want to tell us some of the guest stars that appear on the album? Because it's a pretty, well, there's a certain guitarist who plays a lot on this album and the other one as well, who we all love very well. Yeah, we got uh, George Harrison. Eric Clapton. Yes, EC uh, is all over. EC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doris Troy, we mentioned. Ginger Baker. Yeah, interesting is choice. On, on this. Uh, and Keith Richards playing the bass. Yeah, yeah. Got lots of notes uh, talking about, in this particular album, talking about, oh, I really like the rhythm section. Oh, I, uh, the bass mm-hmm. sounds good on this. So you'll hear me saying that quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's let's uh, let's dig into it. Let's right. let's hear a couple of these tracks. We're gonna play yeah the first one uh, called "Do What You Want." Pretty solid tune there. Good opener. Uh, I wrote yeah. down that you can hear EC on that one with some uh, good, tasty guitar licks. Uh, very gospely with the piano and the organ. And you know, it reminds me a lot of uh, George's song, I Dig Love. It has the same kind of feel. It's even got the same riff, the do-do-do-do, the little chromatic thing, do-do-do-do. Yeah, I was uh, I was I, I, I recognizing it, but didn't didn't place where. And now that you mentioned it, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I wonder if George had the little inspiration from "Do What You Want" on that. But good opener, lots of background vocals, and yeah, I I really like. It starts with like a slow grind, and it it speeds up. It really right. it speeds up towards the end, and they they start going though. I will love you anyway. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I like the vocals. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I it has one great lyric on it. Uh, it says, "A kiss from you makes Billy strong." Ooh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good. So nice. So good opener. And, good uh, opener. That's uh, uh, followed by I think another pretty decent one. I want to thank you. Uh, got a, a soul feel to that one. Uh, great vocal. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Otis Redding. Yeah, very uh, much so. Uh, yeah, the, great chord progression and yeah. There's uh, a cool piano descending line on that one too, like do 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 do. And I don't know if you notice this, but there's this. He does a do on the piano that kind of reminds you, kind of reminds you of that same thing on God. Oh yeah, yeah, which he played. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, I just said it was a a nice slow twelve eight kind of tune uh gospely great chord progression yeah I, I like that one a lot and that's followed up by a preston troy composition uh, <laughs> called everything's all right so uh what did your take on what's your take on that one 
I said not bad, but I tire of it quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bumping bass. This is, you know, <laughs> uh, once again, a bass kind of stands out on that one. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that one. It's probably a skipper. Yeah, it's got that same kind of mid-tempo feel with the piano and the gospel-y sound. Just uh, kind of like Doris Troy's. A lot of her album I thought was a little bit forgettable, too. Uh, mm-hmm. There are a few good tunes, standouts, but then some were just sort of blended into the woodwork and that was that was one of them here yeah uh but you got i think you want to tell us about the next one which kind of took me through me for a loop well yeah this is a a cool version of a a cover song let's just play it and see if you can figure out because it might take you a minute Everything she needs, she's an artist, she don't look back. She's got everything she needs, she's an artist, she don't look back. She can take the dark out of nighttime, paint the daytime black. Start out standing Proud to steal anything she sees You'll start out standing Proud to steal anything she sees But you wind up peeping Through a keyhole down her Well, and that, of course, was She Belongs to Me, the Bob Dylan song. Yeah, interesting version of it. That was a Dylan tune. I believe it was on Bringing It All Back Home. Uh, and it was a, a nice tune, and uh, it was a different version. It was a bit funkier, uh, kind of bluesy background vocals again. Uh, it's got that tack piano. Yes, there's a good tack piano on there. If you don't was... know what a tack piano is, by the way, it's like a honky tonk or a jangly piano, right. junk piano. It's also called. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was a different different take. It was quite surprising. So uh, credit yeah. credit for that. He's good at uh, taking a song and making it his own. Right. I really think he's good at that. We'll hear other examples of that uh, <laughs> coming up of uh, uh, other beat, more Beatle-related uh, uh, songs. Yeah. Uh, so that, after uh, She Belongs to Me, you get another brief one here. At, uh, it Doesn't Matter, which I just described as a had a, a nice tune, descending line. There were some pretty funky bongos going on that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said lots of drums. Lots of drums. Real busy. <laughs> that was that maybe a criticism. I wonder about some of these tracks that we I think we had on the Doris Troy and the Jackie Lomax album is the very busy arrangements. Uh, There's just a lot going on. Really thick layered stuff happening. So that this song really strikes me as a lot happening. Yeah, it's kind of a forgettable song. Yeah. A lot of no no nos and <laughs> background vocals, so yeah. overdoing it. There are several of these that we're not going to play. That, that uh, a note I could give them on each of them is way too much on the background vocals. Yeah, a lot of background vocals, very heavy. Yeah. yeah. Um, now this next one I I really like. I think it's a, a sweet song, uh, and it's called Morning Star. So let's let's give a listen to Morning Star. Ask my mother Is there a morning star I was answered by my mother Yes, there is a morning star It shines for just one moment Way up in the sky 
And it shines forever after In a mother's eyes That's when I found out How wise mothers are So Morningstar, which is a W.C. Handy tune. W.C. Handy was uh, sometimes called the father of the blues uh, back in the day. Ballad, old blues song. Uh, I like that one. It's got a kind of a strange, weird, uh, strange string arrangement towards the end that I wrote down as being a little busy. Uh, mm-hmm. But I like it. One, I like that one. It reminds me of Bridge Over Troubled Water or something. That kind of grand sound with the piano and. Uh, religiosity of it. Well, you rarely hear a a, a, a love song to uh, mothers, basically. Yeah, yeah. That isn't isn't like eye rolling, you know. Sappy and yeah. sappy. I think this one really works for me. And yeah. I, it, on the album, it really works because it's a great change of pace. It's not so peppy like <laughs> everything else in the, both albums. Yeah. Um, and you really, really like other. We were talking about the uh, arrangements and the the like too much going on yeah. sometimes. This is great because it really shows off his piano yep. playing abilities and his his voice. So yeah, he sounds great singing on that one. Yeah, so uh, good one. Uh, the next one is hard to find, really. Yeah, uh, because for some reason now I have uh, Amazon Unlimited. And you can almost get everything on Amazon Unlimited. And this album, and both albums were listed there. But for some reason, Hey Brother was not there. So I had to go to YouTube to find it. Maybe uh, it's sort of inexplicably not on there, but it may be because it's a little bit of a Hey Joe ripoff. Well, exactly. I'll say the same thing. It was not on Spotify either, because that's what I use. And it had every track except for this one. And I know it's called Hey Brother, but you could just call it Hey Joe. Uh, yeah. Because it's like an almost exact ripoff of the tune. So It's a, a pro-equal rights song, but honestly, it's just not that great of a song. No, no. That's uh, a there's a, here are a couple examples of the lyrics. Where are you going with that stick in your hand? <laughs> <laughs> I come from that same mother called nature. Oh, so yeah so forgettable for sure yeah uh, uh what about you though is really forgettable probably yeah. the worst song on both albums <laughs> uh, don't, i just wrote down dumb call and response about nothing yeah <laughs> that sums it up but it does have some <laughs> funky piano on it but that's yeah. about all that's a, a redeeming quality yeah <laughs> uh, but next uh, up next up is another Preston and Troy composition here. This one's called Let Us All Get Together. And then just for Chris, in parentheses, right now. Wow, 
Wow. Win right now. <laughs> I feel like we're going to church on that one. Yeah, that's Billy at his best, really. Yes. At, his, at his perfect, uh, uh, at his billiest. His billiest. <laughs> really telling us, yes. you know? Yeah. The, uh, up, uh, obviously, a real uplifting, dynamic uh, gospel vocal there. It's really, mm-hmm. uh, really excellent. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I said, uh, <laughs> it felt like, yeah, very gospel It felt like I was in church. Uh, it, it it also feels like the end of the night song. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's one last one, everybody. Let's yeah. half the bar is left, and yep. and we're wrapping up. So let's uh, yeah, let's, uh, give you this one. So very nice. So yeah, that's a good one. And then I'd say the next two probably go together. Uh, they're very kind of related. Short, peppy, mid tempo. This is it is the next one. Oh, which... the Kitty Loggins song. Oh. <laughs> you know, Make I don't... no mistake this time. <laughs> no, it's not the Kenny Loggins version. It's a, another Doris Troy uh, joint. It feels <laughs> doesn't it feel like a Doris Troy tune more than a Billy Preston tune to me? So I, I thought it does. It's strange fade in start yeah. to it and yeah. uh, repetitive. Very yeah, repetitive. but I don't mind it as much. It's get, cool guitars and organ on that one. Yeah. Yeah, and then right after is called "Keep It to Yourself," which is a mid mid tempo funky tune. Real weird. Yeah, real weird. Yeah, they keep repeating. Don't you ever let nobody ever get on the inside story of your love affair? Like what? That's a lot of words to say. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) kind of wordy. I guess he's saying, "Don't tell anybody if you're going out with somebody or." Oh, or if you're gosh. having an affair, don't don't spread it around to your buddies. Yeah, I I don't get it. I don't. Really... Weird. Yeah. And he keeps talking about all your business. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps saying all your business. All your business. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a really odd guitar kind of thing at the end of the song yeah. too. Just just a strange song. Weird. Real, real oddball type song. Yep. But that's followed up by just. I mean, we we already spoke about it. Uh, yeah. That's the way God planned it. Parts one and two. I know. I like that. <laughs> I didn't know there so, were parts one and two. Let's 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 hear this one because it's uh, a, a real treat. Why can't we be humble? Like the good Lord say He promised to exalt us But no is the way How men be so greedy When there's so much left All things are God-given And they all have been blessed Let morning sobbing cease Learn to help one another And live in perfect peace If we just be humble Like the good Lord saying He promised to exalt us But love is the way Yeah, so the title song of That's the Way God Planned It and for my money the best song on the album by far. And oh it's, yeah. It's the one that made Billy so famous as I mentioned earlier from the Bangladesh concert and I don't know what it is. It's kind of the it's just got it all. The great guitar, the organ, the the coming to church thing, uh the background vocals. It's just a a great mix of everything. Well, that turn 
is just incredible. That yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just great. It's so much great stuff going on there. And then they get into a sort of a trade-off solo between the keyboards and the guitar. It's just masterful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I assume that's EC there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> pretty great. Uh, really great. Showing off everybody's talents. It's just like, oh man. Yeah. Yeah, save the best for last, definitely. Yeah, so. wonderful, wonderful. Uh, well, and then you get into the bonus tracks uh, here, so we'll just very briefly minute. Uh, th- through all times, it's, it sounds a little, once again, a little Otis Redding-esque. Mm-hmm. I think it's so similar to I Want to Thank You, that's probably why it got cut. Yeah. It has the same sort of same feel kind of thing and all that. Here's a really weird one. As I get older... It's an instrumental co-written with Sly Stone. Yeah. Almost like a theme song to a local carnival. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a 50s kind of tune. Yeah, like, and then there's, yeah, yeah exactly. And then yeah. there's fuzz guitar out of nowhere, too. It's yeah. just real weird. Yep. Um, a weaker version of That's the Way God Planned It. Slower and if you weren't, if you weren't, you're that's the way God played it a lot sloppier. <laughs> Check that one out. <laughs> and with way more symbols. Yeah, a lot of symbols. <laughs> <laughs> and then something's got to change. That uh, to me, there is a distinction between the two albums. And this song kind of feels like it should have been a bonus track for the next album. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it was, it was a little funkier. Talking about jiving a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it's got a weird descending ending where they I want to know, I want to know, mm-hmm. want to know, want to know, want to know, want to know. <laughs> like weird. Yeah. Weird stuff. So uh, overall, yeah. that that uh, album, I, I put it about a 6.57. Yeah, I was going to say know? the same thing. So Yeah. Yeah. So then it was... Quickly followed up uh, by Billy's second album called Encouraging Words, which was re- uh, recorded actually around the same time and then released in uh, late 1970 in September and in November. Uh, and it's really a lot of the same folks on here that we heard before. Uh, Clapton's back again. Uh, we've It's actually the Delaney and Bonnie group uh who george harrison played with in 1970 accompanying eric clapton uh they're all on here and actually a lot of Derek and the dominoes people and all this whole group would be on all things must pass so you've got billy george clapton delaney bramlett carl radel jim gordon klaus vorman ringo uh bobby keys jim price and then a bunch of other random people like members of the Temptations touring band, <laughs> uh, random members of Sam and Dave's touring band, uh, and then just a lot of singers. So kind of the same same group and same vibe, but there are some differences. So we'll, we'll do the same thing and run through the track listing. And I find this track listing more interesting in a way because there's some notable covers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it starts out with this uh, uh, r- song right now, uh, decent, uh, cool grinding opening to it. Uh, mm-hmm. The voice sounds pretty good on it. Good band. It really sets the tone for the rest of the album because it's you're gonna hear a lot of the backup, yeah. m- more backup singing on this one than the other one, uh, and a big backing band. Yes, uh, uh, with brass and everything. Yeah. Um, so that's the first song. And then the second song, let's uh, hear a little bit of this one called Little Girl. Oh 
Great tune, yeah. Nice ballad. Uh, really reminds me of uh, Ray Charles or somebody singing that. The, the pleading, kind of yearning sound. Uh, and he, he's just like very naked sounding out there. I love it. And you know what it reminds me of is the pips. Oh, yeah. Gladys Knight yeah. and the pips. Because the, the, this is the best use of backup. Back, I mean, of anything we've heard up to now of backup vocalists. Mm-hmm. It's like they set him up, they set it up, and then he comes in with his emotional plea kind yeah. of portion. Uh, it's great. Great, yeah. great uh, uh, soulful uh, feel to uh, there. I love that sort of classic gospel-y chord changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, organ. Yeah. Organ, organ, solo, organ solo is real understated. Yeah. Just really delicious i really like it and the strings work here yeah it all works well yeah now uh what doesn't work (laughs) is use what you got it's not my cup of tea no uh a a, a mixture of peppy and real preachy (laughs) (laughs) you know these sort of advice songs yeah where like oh we need your advice buddy yeah sure Right. Uh, including the advice, stop getting jealous of the other fellas. Ooh. And, <laughs> and he goes, take heed as I sing this verse. Ooh. Like, oh, listen up. I wasn't up. paying any attention no. <laughs> until you sing. Now I will. <laughs> yeah. I just said that one feels like a Doris Troy song, kind of a reject Doris Troy. And then, <laughs> did you notice the sax solo? It sounds a little bit like Benny Hill or something. Oh yeah, like... I said weak sax. Yeah. <laughs> <in my nose. laughs> Very weak. <laughs> and also these weird wah-wah guitar solos yeah. too. Wow, like, wow, wow, wow. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> and it seems like I put a 17 hour long out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like doesn't end. It's like, no, man, four, man, four and a half minutes, so. So, but fortunately, it's redeemed a bit by what comes after it, and we should. Uh, do you want to keep it silent, or and then we'll just play it? And oh, that is a great check idea. Check it out here, and then we'll discuss it. Yeah, so uh, My Sweet Lord by George Harrison, and that was given to Billy, along with another one we'll play later, before the George actually recorded them for All Things Must Pass. So that's pretty, that, that shows what George thought of Billy Preston to give him some of his, what would later be really well-known tunes uh, before he even did them. So it's it sounds a lot like the one version at the concert for George uh, in mm-hmm. 2001, or 2002, uh, it's kind of the same feel, a little bit more gospel and a lot of background vocals. Uh, really, like very good spirit to it. Oh yeah, well, and the topic is right up his alley. Oh, of <laughs> a lot of yeah, the Lord is in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, I really uh, the background vocalists again uh, well used on this one. I think Doris Troy might be in that mix. Well, I'm yeah. not exactly sure. Uh, and uh, I really like it where he goes says, "Listen." And then whips out his organ solo. It's just <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Love that. That's great. So much. It's real good. Great energy to it. Yeah. I might actually even prefer it to the George Harrison version. I don't well, know. It's, it's it blasphemous. No. To it, say that, but uh, I really like it. It doesn't have all the Phil Spector wall of sound stuff on it. Maybe that that's a little bit cleaner in that way. Yeah. But works well. Next song, Let the Music Play. Uh, a little bit of a slight song yeah. here. <laughs> Uh, I do like uh, how it starts with the backup vocalist singing the lead, and then he sings the chorus of, let the music play. Yeah. But I really don't like the irritating, And And when they get to the key change, I, I wrote down, I'm already done with this. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, do we, why do we get a whole key change here? What, what are we doing? That's one of the oldest tricks in the book is when you have weak material, you just do a key change because it extends the material. <laughs> so that, they're yeah. just following that that old uh, tried-and-true method. Yeah. And then the next one uh, is called The Same Thing Again, uh, which is another one of these really slow, bluesy soul-type songs. Uh, not bad, not good, just kind of there. You know what it reminds me of is that Don Henley Christmas song. Oh yeah, the bells will be ringing. Dun, dun, mm-hmm. dun, dun, dun. It's yeah. sort of got the same feel as that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I I don't love that song either. So no. <laughs> <laughs> a decent organ solo, but it gets a bit washed out just because it, the organ on this gets a little. You know, sometimes the organ can be a little uh, uh, tonally muddied uh and that that's certainly the case here we're gonna go out with uh, the next song uh at the end of the uh uh podcast uh it's in a very enjoyable version i think of i've got a feeling mm-hmm. yeah which uh he was there certainly for the let it be sessions and no doubt knew this song quite well so uh it's got a funky bass line and funky drums uh I've, it's one of the better interesting covers to me i think uh, cleaner vocals too on the bridge yes. uh, where Paul goes. Oh, this is a man. Yeah, Billy doesn't do that. No. no. Uh, uh, a very cool treated uh, vocals in the background for the everybody had a hard year. Mm-hmm. It's him, but it's like through a. I don't know Some if it's putting, putting through a filter or a speaker or something. Yeah. Um, but I like how that develops and. It, it, as it develops, it seems to even get funkier. Yeah, yeah, it does. You know? It does. So, real, really cool. We'll, we'll, we'll enjoy listening to that one going out. And then the next one is uh, one of I don't know. It might be the only Harrison Preston song that I know of, and it's called "Sing One for the Lord." I love that guitar on there. Yes. So awesome. And uh, it sounds like Ringo on drums, too. So it's kind of got half the Beatles sound on that. You, you hear George's really tight playing on that. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, odd intro with that classical. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's the beginning of Edvard Grieg's piano concerto in A minor. I don't know <laughs> what that has to do with singing one for the Lord, but uh, I don't know. Apparently, some, someone did think it was uh, important. Uh, that guitar lick really sticks with you. Uh, yeah. That's the real highlight. Good piano s- solos, great feel, but uh, ironically, <laughs> not a lot of vocals or lyrics. So no. you're singing one for the Lord, and all you're saying is sing one for the Lord. <laughs> well, <laughs> sing one lyric for the Lord. Sing that's one lyric it. for the Lord. When your mind's the next one, somewhat funky but slightly forgettable again. Yeah. I said catchy uh, and soul influenced. The lyrics basically are just saying uh, you'll like going out with me. Yeah, <laughs> keep it keep it simple. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, right after that is called "I Don't Want You to Pretend," which is a little bit harder and more driving, kind of edgy, a little bit, but not very memorable to me. Oh, I f- completely forgettable. Yeah, like probably the most forgettable. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, what was that one? Yeah, yeah. I even put real... the wrong title here. Just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> written very hastily, I think. Yeah. Uh, um, the next one's real lively. It's the <laughs> title song uh, called "Encouraging Words." Uh, uh, once again, extreme preachiness on this yes. one, <laughs> uh, including the lyrics: "Please stay in school and don't you be no dropout." And uh, you'll make it to the tip top. Brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) So we're finding some flaws, maybe, sometimes in uh, Billy's lyric writing. Yeah. (laughs) You'll make it to the tip top. I mean, it's good advice, but... It is a little preachy. Yeah. Uh, So then uh, the next one is one of the other songs that George gave to Billy before he recorded it himself and it's the title song of All Things Must Pass. Sunrise doesn't last all morning A cloudburst doesn't last all day Seems my love is up and left you with no warning It's not always gonna be this way So what do you think of uh, Billy's version of All Things Must Pass? Uh, it's a pretty solid version. I, I don't know if I... This one I don't know if I like as much as the George Harrison one. Uh, once again, a fantastic rhythm section. Mm-hmm. And I think the strings work really well on this one. Hmm. I'm going to disagree, I think, a little oh, bit. Yeah? On, yeah, I, it's, yeah? To me, the George song is so sacred that... Uh, it's hard to improve on it. I, f- I find the strings a little bit sappy on this one. Mm. Uh, in fact, the beginning of it sounds like Billy's going to come in and sing, Chestnuts roasting <laughs> on an open fire. Yes. It's a little <laughs> bit that kind of feel, a little Christmassy. I, I do think it's the weakest of the covers uh, that we've heard yeah. uh, from him, but uh, I think it's a pretty solid version. Yeah. No, not yeah, bad. different, different uh, pattern there. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, like that. um, yeah. the next next uh, one's a, a groovy blues tune called <laughs> "You've Been Acting Strange." Nice lick on it. Good mm-hmm. key change. Yep. Maybe a titch long, but otherwise uh, pretty good. And that's how the album proper wraps up. Yep. And then we've got a couple of bonus tracks. There was the 1993 and 2010 remasters there's three total tracks here uh i'll give you the titles and you can tell me if you anyone stand out we've got uh, as long as i got my baby all that i've got i'm gonna give it to you a preston troy song and then how long has this train been gone (laughs) (laughs) 
that's just the song about a guy uh, uh, who uh, missed his train. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, as long as I got my baby, pretty good, super funky. Yeah. I probably would have swapped it in for maybe use what you got. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, all that I've got, another Doris Troy thing. Yeah. Another uh, uh, with similar results. Yes, kind of weary. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, how long is this trade begun? Is super backup singer extreme heavy. Yeah, <laughs> a gospel blues feel to that one is pretty yeah. okay. Not, yeah, just a little too much on those. Cut it, cut it out already with the backup singers. A lot of background singers. They, <laughs> but the fun, the sad thing is they're not even identified here. It just there's some that it says uncredited, and then there's the Edwin Hawkins singers on background. So I, I don't know. A lot of, lot of singers. What is with uh, that we can't get a, a real. Musician credits, the for personnel, these, these yeah, yeah. yeah. Co- oh, we need comprehensive musician credits, especially for anything related to the Beatles. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. So let's yeah. get that taken care of while people are still alive. I know. Find out. <laughs> you yeah. know. I don't know why it's so tough to figure out who played on all these tracks. I don't know. Maybe they're just coming in and out, recording for a day, and they're gone and forgotten. I don't know. I guess I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I think you can just. I, I guess nobody back then had the presence of mind to do something that, or didn't think, oh, it's going to be historical. That's true. Yeah, and they're just they're just playing. They're just so, playing. You're right. So yeah, but it, it bothers it bothers us. I know we're we trying know. to do this work. That's right. So that was it for Billy on uh, Apple Records, uh, and he, from there he went to A and M Records, and of course he had some uh, big hits, including yes. "Out of Space," uh, instrumental song uh, "Will It Go Around in Circles," and "Nothing from Nothing." <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of uh, any of those no. songs. Really. They're very much period songs of that mid '70s sound, but uh, his Apple stuff, I think. I don't know. It, like we said at the beginning of the episode, it sounds a lot of the songs are kind of interchangeable, but it has a good spirit to it. I think overall, at least both albums have a positive vibe. Now, as you mentioned, Billy uh, played uh, uh, on some Beatles tracks. He also uh, uh, played at the concert for Bangladesh, and he also played at the concert for George. Uh, and then he uh, passed away in two thousand and six. Yeah. So he's no longer with us, sadly. Uh, but, but lots of albums. I mean, he he, yeah. really, he was not uh, lazy. No, hardly. And, and he has a uh, uh, one, two, three, four, seven just gospel only albums. Wow. Too. Wow. I'm sure there's gospel all over all of his regular albums. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, big, great, great long career for uh, Billy Preston, and and uh, I really enjoyed. Uh, digging. Oh, once once again, I'd probably give encouraging words maybe a six. Yeah, it's a little weaker. To, mm-hmm. Little bit of the weaker of the two, but uh, yeah. uh, I'm glad we got a chance to listen to those scruffs. Yeah, absolutely. So I, our, our scruffs, I think we've kind of knocked off some of the top scruffs. So we're gonna be yep. going to the lower scruffs soon. Uh, maybe uh, Mary Hopkin. I think she might be due for a, a look. Might be due for one. Yeah, a little Mary Hopkin or uh, uh, the Mad- modern jazz quartet had an album on there. A few other yep. oddballs that we'll pick up. So we'll see. Yeah, we gotta slow down the pace though, or we, yes. we'll just be done with scruff. There is a <laughs> finite list indeed. So. Anything else you want to uh, say about Billy, or should we uh, wrap it up with I've Got a Feeling? Let's wrap it up. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and you know where to find us, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you can email us at I've Got a Beatles Podcast at hotmail.com. Uh, I've got other upcoming episodes uh, of interest soon. and uh, We are we're coming up on 100. We are, yes. Yep. So we'll be asking for your help. Yep, you'll need to go on Facebook and and check out the Facebook group to to contribute to that episode. Yes, indeed. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll go out today with "I've Got a Feeling" from Billy Preston.
Thank you.